Hello, and welcome to the Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Shane O'Neill. Thanks so much for stopping by, man, or woman. So what the fuck is this all about, then? I hear you ask. It's a great, great question. I am a coach of 15 years, and I've been bouncing around various facets and corners of the fitness industry for that whole time. Something that really grinds my gears is the use of before and afters as a tool of evil. An immensely powerful tool this is, but we will use it for the forces of good. Because when you get right down to it, a picture says a thousand words. A thousand words? But are they the right words? And is a thousand words enough to pay tribute and accuracy to the story? Or give the story justice? Your journey, man, is yours alone. That means it can be sold to you. That also means that someone else's shouldn't be sold to you either. It's theirs. But... The lessons certainly can be passed on. The wisdoms, the pain, the mistakes, the time, and the reality of what it takes to make a journey. Journey will shed a light on the real achievements of real people in their own fucking words, the hard parts, the lessons, and what they learn from it that they could actually pass on to help those who want to achieve their own journey. Or journey? Yeah. A fitness or health journey basically just cannot be simplified without losing accuracy. Too often these journeys are simplified in social media and used as a sales and marketing tool, man. That's just fucking nasty. It's just nasty. We won't leave it up to interpretations. And we won't simplify an incredibly complicated and personal process into an A to B, fat to fit, misleading before and after picture because it's not that simple, man. Each person's journey is unique to them. Just as yours is unique to yours. To you, even. In this podcast, we're going to be talking to people who have actually made the journey themselves. They'll be able to tell you the fucking shit that is not told to you when you're being sold these things. We'll also talk to coaches, people who have worked with other people and other clients. And basically, we're just going to be fully, fully honest about the shit that it takes to achieve what you want to achieve. Peeling away the shit and the slimy, evil marketing of this fucking industry and just being really fucking real, really fucking honest. I hope you like it. Let's go. Oh, it's cool, man. So, how are you doing? Did you have a good day? Uh, yeah, good, mate. Yeah, just finishing the gym. Just got a bit of back. Oh, nice. Um, so, just getting my munch on. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's just out and about. Just, um, there's like a home bargain next door. So, it's just like, oh, I grabbed some. Jaffa cakes and a protein shake. Oh man, home bargains. That's uh, that's dangerous to have nearby, isn't it? It's, it's the winner. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, man. It's Oh, do you know what? I've got them confused. I was thinking of B&M. You know B&M? Yes, oh, oh, I've got Mr. B&M right next to it as well. So oh. I'm absolutely in the middle of a danger zone. <laughs> Literally. I've, I've, been, I've been to B&M once once and yeah. I came out with a I went in for one thing and I came out with a genuinely a shopping trolley full of yeah. full of stuff well, man. Yeah. You, you end up going to B&M and getting everything but what you were supposed to get yeah I came out I came out with a framed like a four foot high framed comic book Hulk picture it was like like four quid or something it was fucking mad yeah standard so fucking so standard. fucking dangerous that shit Jesus B&M life yeah man what are you eating or what did you eat? Um, I literally had um, a packet of pineapple Jaffa cakes that I've never tried. Oh. 
and just one of them cheapy protein shakes. So, pineapple Jaffa cakes. Pineapple Jaffa cakes. But, I mean, this is the thing. With a, with a lot of this dieting thing, there are people like, oh, you can't eat that. But it's just like, well, I can. I've just trained. I need the quick-acting sugars. Do you know what I mean? So it's just it's just about reading reading the labels on things, isn't it? Absolutely, man. And, just being aware of it. Like. And you can, you can enjoy. You can enjoy. You can enjoy stuff. You don't have to. Just because you're dieting or whatever, you don't have to um, punish yourself. Man, I, I'm so glad you said that because um, I I can I can dig into that big time. Like I I love the uh, or shall we say I really despise the um, the approach the common approach of dieting being restriction. Like straight away trying to oh, find yeah. how I can yeah. restrict myself straight away. You know. Yeah, definitely. Like, like even on like my uh, prep and that. Yeah. Like obviously I had I had like a sort of set calorie amount. I always allowed for um, an ice cream. Yeah. I, I basically always finished off my uh, my day with this Neapolitan ice cream from Lidl, 134 calories, but in my, and I called it sealing it off. Mm. And that's how I ended pretty much every day for like 16 weeks. Ice cream every night. Brilliant. Still got shredded. <laughs> you fucking did too, man. Fucking... <laughs> Shredded, did, did, did. shredded. <laughs> not, I love I'm that. Not shredded anymore. I'm not shredded anymore. <laughs> ah, but, man, that's the natural way of things, though, isn't it? You know, that's the way it goes. Like, that's uh, fuck yeah, that's fucking, that's awesome, though, man. I tell you what, before we um, before we get real, like I can feel it, we're we're slipping into the real heavy stuff right yeah, away, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty much. We're like, oh, we're in it, we're in it, we're in it, we're in it, we're straight in, right? Before we do that, right, let's do it. Let's keep it light for like literally two minutes, right? So I've got this two minute thing and I'm going to, I'm going to ask you 11 questions. Cool. And they're quick fire. So you got like two minutes. So there's 10 seconds roughly to answer each question. Nice. And we'll try and get it in two minutes and see what happens. Okay. So these are not really fitness related, but just to kind of get a feel and kind of give an impression to anyone who's listening about who you are and where you come from. Okay, man. Oh, here we are. Lost my paper there. Okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Ready as I'll ever Brilliant, okay. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Brilliant. Best city or location you've ever visited? Um, Bali. Brilliant. Brilliant. Last TV series you streamed online? Um, Line of Duty. Cool. Who would play you in a movie about your life? Ooh. I'm trying to think who's really good, see good looking. Um, I'm massive. Um, <laughs> you can't say the rock, can you? Uh, Brock Lesnar. Nice choice. Okay. Would you rather... Oh, sorry, no. Before would you rather. Tea or coffee and how do you take it? Coffee, black. Nice. Two sweeteners. Oh, good lad. If you, um, oh, here we go. This is a would, or, would you rather. Would you rather go back in time and speak to your ancestors or go forward in time and speak to your descendants? Uh, go forward. Cool. Would you rather shag a goat and no one ever find out about it or not shag the goat, but everybody thinks that you did? 
everyone think I had. Yeah. Yeah. It's better, isn't it? It's better, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, one thing still on your bucket list. seconds to go. Superman versus Darth Vader. Who wins? Superman. Good lad. Uh, Joey, Chandler or Ross? Joey. Mmm. Just in time. <laughs> Fucking hell. That was perfect. Good lad. <laughs> Alright, okay. Okay, so we're going to move on now to a couple of fitness orientated questions, okay? Uh, no no timer on this one. Um, hang on. i got the first one here. So I've got it in our. Here we go. Okay. So these are questions that I've sent you earlier, and you've got a, you know, have had a chance to kind of think about them and stuff. But um, what, in your opinion, is the most underrated skill, thought process, or action taken during any any fitness or nutritional journey? Um, consistency. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Understand. How about the other side of the coin? What's the most overrated thought process or action taken in an average fitness journey? Um, I would say uh, food selection. Yeah, that's fucking, yeah, that's huge. That's very, oh man, I would have said exactly the same thing. Cal- calories in, calories out, isn't it? It doesn't, it's all macros and stuff like that, isn't it? And, it's, I, I, and on that as well, timing as well. People seem to think that you can't eat after 8 o'clock. Mm. Yeah, I'm that's a huge one. I stream at 11 o'clock at night, so... Mm. That is a huge one, isn't it? Nutrient timing. Yeah. It's, uh, there's so much focus putting on those dials and uh, so little focus putting on, as you said, the calories in, calories out. That's the fucking main one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Which... Fitness or nutrition or mindset myth would you most like to debunk? If you were given a superpower of like, okay, I'm going to go out and I can debunk one fitness or nutrition or mindset myth, what would you What would you choose? Which one would you fucking throw in the bin? Um, that you can spot reduce. Oh, yeah. That'd be great if you could do that. What is the best piece of advice regarding fitness and nutrition that you've ever been given or received? I would say discipline over motivation. Oh man, I fucking love that. Yeah. Just motivation comes and goes, but discipline, if you've got it, you've got it. Like, like I don't, it's, it's all like learned behaviors, isn't it really? I mean, I mean, for me, for obviously my prep and stuff like that, um, it was, alarm goes off five o'clock, I get up. Discipline. It doesn't matter if it's raining. It's like, my body doesn't know that I'm like, feeling like crap. As long as my mind is like, yeah, it's five, it's five thirty, you just got to get up. Do it. Do cardio. Discipline. Yeah. Don't get the motivation, it's not there. 
Yeah. Because that's, that's something I say to some of my clients as well, is discipline is like by... I'll see what you think of this now, but bis- discipline by definition is take an action on um on a task regardless of how you feel in the moment because you made a promise to yourself down the road, you know? 100%. And just, I mean, even just following some of your stuff um, where you just say, get in the gym, try for 10 minutes, and I promise you, chances are you're going to stay there and finish the session. It's just, that's, I mean, that's, 90% of the battle isn't it just get in there so like totally agree with what you say on that just get in the gym and do it and like whoever regrets like a, doing a workout do you know what I mean yeah, yeah that, and that's something that's something I really want to kind of kind of pro, uh, unpack a little bit with yourself if you don't mind Adam because I mean if someone if someone's listened to this they're going to have seen your before and after transformation and it is it is epic right because you've gone from one it's just it's just such a huge difference such a huge difference and you are now speaking of things that 90 percent of guys out there struggle with and they would look like they would look at your transformation photo and assume that you've got everything fucking dialed in a hundred percent motivated all day every day yeah but what you're speaking to here is just take an action even when you're you're not motivated at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge, man. I think that's a huge thing to translate out because it's going to be something like someone's going to look at your before and after, right? And um, I don't want to offend you now, so don't take offense to this, but they look <laughs> to the untrained eye, your before photo, and what I mean by the untrained eye, like let's say myself or yourself would look at that photo and it would be very clear that you have a ton of muscle mass underneath that layer of fat. Like it's sitting there ready to perform. But to the untrained eye, to the average bloke, to the average woman, it's like, you just look like a really tall fat guy. And then your after shot, you look fucking jacked, tanned and shredded. And the average guy or girl are going to look at that and they're going to think, I could do that. I mean, like, look what he's done there. He's clearly put on a ton of muscle and a ton of fat. Or, sorry, uh, (laughs) put on a ton of muscle and dropped a load of fat. And it's like, well, hang on. You know, this was here beforehand. This bit of muscle was here beforehand. This is is my biggest issue with, like, transformation photos. It's like the double-edged sword, really. Because people will look at that and go, he's done that. I should be able to do that in 22 weeks. But they don't realize that I've been training since I was 18. Um, and like you said, I've got the muscle under it. When you, and whenever you see these things in magazines with these massive transformations and stuff, like you say, to the untrained eye, it just looks like they've lost it. But to the trained eye, you can see that they've got the muscle under there. Um, and and yeah, and obviously with mine, it's muscle memory is a real thing. And and even like shredded muscle, uh, like getting low body fat is is definitely. There's definitely like memory in the nuclei of the muscle that just remembers you being, oh yeah, oh we're cutting down again now, are we? And it just like it just knows. It's just like eyes. So, um, but yeah, and and that's like one of the biggest gripes, obviously, because people like it's good because obviously people go, oh yeah, I want to get coached by him because he's obviously been there, but then they expect the same results, mm-hmm. and then you've got to kind of explain. Now there's lots of variables. Um, obviously, I was going to be for a show. Um, and things like that and like you say I've got the muscle under there but yeah so I just people just think that they can go from fat guy to competing in 
in 22 weeks and it doesn't work like that. Yeah, there's such there's such huge fucking value there. I mean, in that in that space of time that you've spoken there, that like um, minute to two minute there, there's such value there. And anyone that ever comes across this or listens to that, pause it, rewind it, play it back. Just because, you know, like, like let's say someone sees your transformation photo and they think that they can achieve that. It's like, even if they're exactly the same in terms of same background, they have similar muscle mass, that's no indication that they can achieve what you achieved because what you achieved, you you did it. That's you. It's a photo of you. It's not a photo of anyone else. And everyone's so fucking different. But yeah, I love what you said there, man. That was fucking huge. Okay. Um, this is, yeah, this has been really good. This has been, um, so far we've like touched on the kind of, the big kind of subjects before we go any further Adam, would you mind doing like a little, little bit of an in- introduction of yourself and then maybe a little yep. bit of a brief description of your, um, or, you know, a man take as long as you want just to describe who you are, what you're doing and then go into your journey, what you achieve, you know? Okay. All right. Well, then. Yeah, I'm Adam Letner, 37, um, and yeah, I've, I've, I've done a couple of tra- couple of transformations. You know, it wasn't until you actually like said to me, oh yeah, you've done these two transformations, and it wasn't, and you were asking me what my reason for why was, and I actually, I've actually done it three times, because, oh. because when I was 16, like I was 19 stone, and then I was, then when I was 18, I was 23 stone. Right. Nineteen. So I, to uni. so I get to uni, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, I'm a bit of a fat mess here. It's freshers week. Everyone's everyone's shagging. What what the hell's going on?" So it's so I just said to my right, I need to. And I I started playing around football at uni, and I was just like, "Right, I need to sort this out." So and then that's when I sort of discovered the gym then. Um. And so yeah, I lost five stone in a year. It always seems to be five stone. I always just seem to drop five stone all the time. That seems to be my magic number. Um, but yeah, drop five stone in a year. Um, and then yeah, just sort of yeah. So and then I was I was also thinking in terms of saucy then. Um, so yeah, and then went to, so when I did my first transformation, um, I I went was travelling. With, with the sort of, well, ex-wife, well, not actually divorced yet, but anyway, by the by. Um, we were travelling for a year, obviously eating everything, that thing, and I put on a lot of weight during that travelling. And um, we come back from that, engaged. Um, she was pregnant, so it was a bit of a mad whirlwind year. And then, um, obviously, we had we had Brock, Brock Ledner, best name ever. Just saying. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, just saying. Um, and... Uh, and the, and the missus at the time, she was quite into fitness and stuff like that. And um, I'd actually hurt my neck uh, before I went travelling. So I'd always played like rugby to quite a high level. And I was actually going to go over to Australia to go play. But um, I actually ended up hurting my neck and I needed a, a spinal fusion. So um, that kind of so that kind of put an end to that, going to Australia to play rugby. Um, so yeah, so we just, instead of uh, going over to Australia to play rugby, I ended up going over to Australia and we went travelling. And then we only swear we did Bali and... Thailand and all that, all that jazz. But anyway, as I say, we enjoyed it lots, and the, the the waistline got a tiny bit bigger. And then, uh, but yeah, no, and then obviously come back pregnant. But we had Brock, and then she 
know, quite competitive, and she wanted to lose like all the weight she'd gained from um, having a baby. So we said, "Oh, look, right, let's let's do a bodybuilding competition. Let's and you do bikini." So we both both sort of set a challenge. We'll do that. So yeah, I mean that was difficult. Both both training for that. Um, so yeah, but then so yeah, so set that lost five stone in five months. Um, that was pretty super hardcore. Um, and yeah, but then after the show, and this is this is kind of where it's like, well, how do, how have you how how have you risen? How have you fallen? Type thing. Um, after the sh- after the show, I did a show, and then I did a show a following month, and then I actually ended up in hospital like after the second show, um, and yeah, had like rhabdomyolysis, uh, which is like a basically I overworked myself and my kidneys like shutting down, and I ended up in like ICU for like three days. Um, so yeah, and then uh, yeah, had all sorts of tests, um, and yeah, sort of. Needed. Um, so then backed off all the training, backed off everything, um, and yeah, so sort of slowly gained weight from then. And then, so that was like two years ago. And then this one was just for this year's one. It, it was funny enough, I was on holiday at the beginning of the year, sort of thing. I, just, I, was, I was up to 140 kilos, was my max weight. And I, and I thought, the last time I was 137, so I was like, how am I even bigger than I was before? Um, so, and then COVID was happening, and, but funny enough, just before we went into lockdown, I was like, right, I did, I did like a two-week challenge, you know, like all the people obviously do on Facebook and stuff like that, mm. and that was kind of like the kickstart I needed, really, so, sort of anyone listening, um, just do stuff like that, just get, get started, really, and then, obviously, COVID kicked in, and then, obviously, gyms and that shut, and I, realized I needed to be doing something so I just started walking and um, I just set myself a challenge 15,000 steps a day and then it went to 20,000 steps and then um, and yeah and then the weight just sort of come off then really and then it was just like right so I got to like sort of mid whenever it was and then I said right I'm gonna set myself a 20-week challenge because I realized I needed dates that's like kind of how I worked because I just because I wasn't gonna compete I was just like right I'm gonna do a 20-week transformation and we're going to do a photo shoot at the end so and this day 17th of october i just had it in my head and this day kept me up at night and woke me up early in the morning and that was that was like my say motivation and stuff like that but that is what so i was up doing my cardio doing cardio before bed um and they, i mean this is a this is the thing about transformation pictures as well you can't see all the work that's actually gone into it, which is why I love Instagram and stuff like that, because anyone that has followed my journey, and I was getting lots of messages all through going, how are you in the gym at four o'clock in the morning? How are you in the gym again at midnight? How are you? Da, 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 da. But again, I just had this target in my head, 20 weeks. Um, so yeah, and then I did the photo shoot, and then I was actually in comparable competition shape. So I was like, oh, sorry, I'm going to do a competition. So I did a competition two weeks later. But didn't place unfortunately, but I, uh, I, I you, it's, it's you against you, isn't it? Ultimately, so um, yes, that's kind of me. But when when we're thinking about why why the why the weight sort of went back on, I can't 
kind of kind of think like homeostasis and stuff's got quite a bit to do with it. Like I feel like genetics and stuff. I'm always just I'm always meant to be around eighteen, nineteen stone. Um, I've just always been that kind of weight. So it's just, but it's only when I set my mind and I fight against homeostasis that their weight actually comes off. So yeah, that makes sense. Man, massive, yeah, massive sense, yeah. That's um. That's huge. There's a huge amount of stuff to to uh, to <laughs> just going through it. Yeah, I, I was making notes there that I want to kind of go back and revisit, um, if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. First thing I wanted to say is, 100 percent agree. Brock Ledner. It's a great fucking name. <laughs> it has to be done. I, I managed to wangle that because it's quite an Australian name, like yeah. Brock. Yeah. But obviously, I just it had to be done. It was, I mean, it was decided from. When I was in uni, and the thing is, all the rugby lads used to call me Brock anyway. So, um, just for anyone listening, I kind of look like him. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you do, man. You do look like him. You definitely do. <laughs> you're just Thanks, man. you're missing that massive tattoo. That's all. Just that yeah, massive back tattoo. tattoo on my chest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. There's something that you said at the beginning there, and like. And there's a couple of specifics, but in general, at the beginning you were speaking about, okay, I was 140 kilos, and I just said, okay, something's got to, that, 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 that flag came up, you know, okay, I'm going to set myself a challenge. And the main thing that you started doing was you just started walking. And like, that was the very first thing you did. The very first thing you just made that one single change. And you, you alluded to it too as well. You were saying if there's anyone out there listening, looking for a way to kind of start this journey or start their journey, just, just start. You know, and like, and I think it's really cool that you said to the, towards the end, like you were sharing your journey on Instagram and I was watching it too. You were saying like, oh, I'm up at 4 a.m. I'm doing my cardio. I'm eating until 11 p.m. I'm, I'm doing Oh, and, and to anyone looking at that, it would have been like, Jesus, that's what it fucking takes. It's so hard. It's yeah. inhuman. But you that that kind of spooled up slowly. Like you started a couple of, like 10,000 steps a day. Yeah. And then you just upped that as you acclimatized to it. Yeah. You know, that's... I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big believer. If this is, and this is an issue that I have with people that start like dying. They tend to like use all the ACEs straight away yeah. like you just can't you just, you can't go from right I'm going to massively calorie restrict I'm going to I've got to go from training no days to six days a week um, I'm going to do cardio every day blah 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 I'm a big believer in just slowly because it needs to be like you need to be able to manage it and your body is just not going to react well to going from nothing to six days um, so I'm a big believer in just sort of slow incremental things sort of like yeah like 10,000 steps a day which isn't like really much and then obviously when it was the prep it would be like half an hour of cardio three times a week and then I would just literally increase it like five minutes every week but and then obviously as the calories just reduce slowly but yeah a lot of people tend to think right I'm going to cut my calories down by 1500 I'm going to do 2000 calories worth of cardio when it just doesn't work like that and you end up slowing down the whole process and then you've got nowhere else to go then yeah i couldn't what are you gonna what are you gonna be on 800 calories yeah 
I couldn't I couldn't agree more with that. That's that's literally the, the, it's this it's it's almost like I, if any of my own clients listen to this, they're going to be like, oh, you obviously had a conversation before you jumped on air here. But like, I say they say the same thing. I kind of what I do is I call it. I kind of use an analogy of a dial, and I say this is like the dial of minimum effective dose. So we say let's drop your calories by one percent, and then see what measure everything see what happens and then drop it a little bit more and then if you're still burning fat every week then don't fucking change it you know and well, yeah this, this is a massive one isn't it that people if it's working if it ain't broke don't fix it fuck like, yeah and you've, and you've got to give it time because um, that's it I mean you, well you'll know from coaching as well people seem to think that oh, my plan needs to change every week if, if it's working we need to you need to squeeze every amount it's getting the best result for the minimum effort isn't it really like you said just getting squeezing it out getting that one percent out of it mm-hmm. um i mean the sort of analogy i use is like you don't it's like using nos like you don't use nos in first gear you've got to get to fifth gear first before you use to use a fast and furious analogy um do you know what i mean you just yeah because all that nos is going to do is get you to sixth gear and then it's, you're just going to slow back down the first gear again and you just, you'll have great results at the beginning, but then that NOS wears out and then you're done. You've got nowhere to go. Uh, and man, then you can't yeah. use that NOS later on. Absolutely. Uh, any any Fast and the Furious references, 100% welcome in the, on the podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you going to be, are you going to be, I'm going to fuck up the names now. Are you going to be Paul Walker? Or are you going to be uh, Danny, T- uh, what's, oh, oh God, Vin Diesel. Vehicle identification number Diesel. Exactly. I mean, like, but you know, the th- for the analogy of that point, um, you know, Vin Diesel waits. Paul Walker goes nos, and then he he accelerates out. This is like number one, that's isn't it? it? The, the the first. Um... That's it. That's very true, actually. Yeah, yeah. actually, I would be Vin Diesel. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Paul Walker, he, he does it and wrecks the car. <laughs> yeah. Which is exactly what would 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 happen if you just went balls out. You Absolutely. Would wreck, you would wreck your body. And you'd get nowhere, and you'd lose the race. Fuck yeah, man. That's so... We're all, about, we're all about the metaphors. Yeah, man. Big time. I fucking love a metaphor. I love an analogy. Fucking love yeah. it. And if it, if, it, if it can be incorporated in any way to be in any way, like, fucking geeky like that, then... Yeah. 100... That's, that's, there's such huge value there, man, in what you said. Such huge value. Such huge value. I, I had no idea that you had to have a spinal fusion. That's crazy. Absolutely yeah, nice. mate, yeah, so um, that's, and like I said, with the, just being competitive, I thought, well, I'll just get into the bodybuilding, really, and I'd never, I'd never actually concentrated on my diet before, and that's another thing I've learned through getting ready for a bodybuilding show, that diet, like, 90% dictates your results, like, you can't out-train a bad diet, like, I realised I was just training and not actually progress anywhere. I mean, I've seen you've done it before. I've, I've seen some of your memes. I love your memes, by the way. Um, <laughs> and the, the one, one you put up the other day was, oh, my choice is, do I cut or do I bulk or do I just do a mixture of the both and actually get and look the same in four years' time? <laughs> and, and that's door number three. Uh, that's what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, for me, um, another sort of like, so... 
see it is that I bulked up and now I had to do the cutting. I mean, a, 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 something that I like to use all the time is you can't build a statue out of a pebble. So mm. you've got to put on that clay first. Because, um, I mean, I will get a lot of people will ask me, how do you, how do you get the thing? I said, well, you've got to get fat first, really. You've got to, you've got to put on the fat. The fat. You can't be afraid of getting fat. So, so yeah, you got you can't build a statue out of a pebble, is what I say. So, I'm currently adding clay as we speak. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, getting ready. So, I mean, this is the thing. I'm in terms of so so I went from 140 and I got down to 105 at my lightest, so I dropped 35 kilos. Um, and then on show day I was 107, but um, and the show was five weeks ago. Wow, gosh, that long ago. Yeah, and I'm back up to 123. That's Already. brilliant. That's that's great. These numbers are great because this is something that um, someone can grasp. Because like if they if you look at your before and after photos, like 140 kilos. Anyone who's ever whoever whoever's ever been in the gym and you know that that's a lot of that's fucking heavy, you know. You're, you're a lot of you're a lot of man like and then to be at the lightest at your leanest 105 yeah. like that's still that's still over the ton yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well this is uh, like genetics plays a lot to do with it and that's why i was saying about sort of homeostasis and things like that yeah because it's mad to think that even at my lightest most shredded i'm at a weight where people can only ever dream mm. of getting that weight even fat yeah that's like something like couldn't 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 get that weight even if they ate burgers. Whereas I've just got to look at a biscuit and I put a stone on. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And um, but yeah, it's and it's 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 really fascinating to obviously go through that process. And I think that going through that process really helps with like clients and stuff like that. Um, because you have got that empathy. And, but again, it is that double-edged thing that they expect the same results, and then that's where you have to have that tough conversation of look, everybody's different. Like. You're not, gonna, you're not gonna have the same absolutely same yeah i mean that's why i think that you're specifically this is why i think this this podcast specifically this episode is have it's going to have such a potential of value i hope because you're like your before and after all before and afters they have this immense amount of power you know and yours specifically can be bo- i think it's, it's borderline dangerous because someone could look at that and think and they will directly apply it because i i love what you said earlier about the before and after doesn't make any reference to the bit in the middle you know it's like it's like it's like getting a marathon and like marathon is made of how many hundreds of thousands of steps but it's literally like saying there's a start line and a finish line and then just taking out the all of all of the steps taken in the middle all of the all of the hard parts man all of the shit that's entirely entirely specific well, you know well you, you, you say that like and this is a thing um like I, i'm a member of like pure gym and like a couple of other gyms and stuff like that but there's on like my app it says like and i can remember as it was getting to the show it was like in the last three months it said you visited the gym 140 times for an average of an hour and 10 minutes each time yeah and i was like that's in and that's not the only gym i go to and that's not including like i'll about a week off away somewhere and when you think about that i was just like i've 
I think one time I went to the gym like 16 times in a week. And I was like, that's more than some people have been in their life. <laughs> and it's just like, and people don't realise that like the effort and stuff that was like, is like actually required. Yeah, so absolutely. Like, like 140 times is potentially like more than some people wouldn't do in 10 lifetimes. Well, I mean, straight, like straight away, like, I mean, there's 52 weeks in a year, so that's yeah. almost triple the amount, like, that's almost triple the amount of, let's say, the average gym goer once a week, maybe twice a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's triple the average, and it's, um, that's a testament right there, that's a huge testament of a way, that's a way of, like, pulling apart the before and the after picture and just looking at the convoluted nature yeah. and uh, of the effort that's put in. Um. One thing I wanted to ask you there, uh, Adam, just to kind of to change lanes quickly. You did a transformation with your missus at the time, and you've done one alone. And like, there's lots of guys out there and lots of girls out there. And one of the most common, well, it's not one of the most common, but it's a common roadblock that I find that's put up is, oh, my partner doesn't want to do it with me. And you've done both. Was there a difference? Was it easier? Was it harder? Was it was it different at all when you did those two? It was. It was so much easier with my partner not doing it. Really? Because if obviously if she's doing it as well, um, and obviously having it, having a young a young child as well, you're both fighting for the same time. Yeah. To like get to the gym and stuff. Um, what I will say is. Um, what really helped is that obviously I was dieting and my and my current partner isn't. So I I would obviously have my I always had like my meals that I would make, but I would always make dinner. Well, we'd always have dinner together. I, that would be off plan every time, and it's made an absolute difference because I mean I prepared all the meals for the last one, but it just so happens that my my girlfriend now is an absolute feeder, loves cooking love this but she's like really supportive and I would basically tell her oh I've got 600 calories left and she would make a dinner that fit those like macros and things like that and so anybody listening I'd say you don't I would don't put your your diet and stuff on your partner just like don't make it all about you and I'd say just it, it was made so much of a difference just having dinner together not being so strict about it um, and yeah, and that was even like during competition prep, it was just like a lot easier when, when they weren't involved really, but obviously super supportive. I, I can imagine it being super hard and I, I would feel really bad for people that haven't got the support of their partner because it must make it nigh and impossible. Yeah, man. That's, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of a, it's a super selfish thing. And, um, and this is, this is a sort of the conversation I had with my partner. It was just like, look, it's going to be like this for 20 weeks. Um, but trust me, once the 20 weeks is up, I'll be going back to normal, I'll be fun, chubby Adam, and uh, yeah, we can do whatever, but but no, she was completely supportive and everything like that, and it was made it so much easier. Yeah, that's huge, having that supportive person in your corner, especially when I can I can kind of, I can, uh, I know what you mean when you're, like my wife now is a feeder as well, and it's, it's fucking great, it's fucking great. Like, I can't def- go back to not having a feeder now. Oh, definitely not. No, 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 no. Once you go feeder, you, <laughs> you can't go back. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of some sort of 
Me right. too. <laughs> I'm trying to get a metaphor. I can't do it. Yeah, once you go feed it, you don't. Oh, no, it doesn't work. No, no, it doesn't. doesn't work. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's fucking awesome. Um, what would you, just just kind of just to kind of wrap it up a little, what would you give your, let's say if we take the most recent before and after, if you could go back in time and have a word with yourself, a quiet word, what would you say to make the journey either easier or less stressful or what what advice would you give yourself starting out on the journey what would you do differently um how would that what would what for this latest one yeah um being accountable to, to somebody um whether that be a coach or to um a group of friends. I mean, I quite like posting it online because that did make me feel accountable. And then obviously people would message me and then that would be like positive reinforcement. But I would say anybody listening, just have somebody that you can be accountable to. Accountability and consistency are the two main things. Um, and it's, 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 it's a kind of a chicken or the egg situation. Does the accountability make you consistent or do you know what I mean? Or you're consistent and then that keeps you keeps you in check so it's but definitely having having somebody like a coach such as yourself um just keeping an eye on things and i mean i'm finding it myself obviously now i've just sort of recently got into coaching and stuff like that um just being that just being that sort of mental anchor for people because it's, it's more than just coaching about diets nutrition you're kind of like a social worker um your life coach aren't you and um and it's just just being that sort of positive reinforcement. But main, the main thing is just having somebody to be accountable to, and that they, if they've got concerns, oh, I've done this, I've fallen off the wagon. It's just like, well, no, it's not. Just get back on. And like, I mean, I like the eighty twenty rule. As long as we're good eighty percent of the time, we're 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 good. So yeah, that that would be my advice. Just just uh, just have somebody be accountable to. Brilliant. I love I love the eighty twenty thing there. And actually that's something that um I have written here in my notes that I wanted to I wanted to kind of um mention this earlier in the podcast, but we just we got we really got into it earlier on early on. We kinda of, kinda of just it was it flowed really well. But um you've just started coaching now as well and that's um that's like you're literally probably one of the best coaches that someone could have because you know it's similar to myself like I was I was massively overweight when I was in my teens and I you know I found rugby as well actually and and went it's, it's a little bit similar there but um what made you begin or decide to do coaching um for me I actually had I was having so many people like message me um and I was just basically they would ask me questions, um, and I would just sort of reply to it. And I had so many people just say, you'd be a really good coach. You should think about coaching. And it was, I mean, it's something that I've thought about sort of for like last sort of few years, really. And, um, but yeah, more, more so it was people were like crying out for it, really. So it was just like, well, maybe I should, maybe I should do it. And i tell you what, like, um, I've got, I'm actually enjoying, the thing is, by having, having these clients going through their own transformations, instead of doing one transformation at a time, I can do like 10 transformations at a time. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like, I'm actually enjoying seeing their transformations more than my own. Yeah. Um, and that's like really, really good. And it's just like, 
in, in a way, it's kind of like selfish, but not selfish because, yeah, you, you're along for their journey. It's their journey, obviously, um, but like just being that massive difference to people is, um, yeah, really good. And like you say, if you can have, like, just having loads of transformations on the go at the same time. Man, it's 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 that's like the third time you've said something that I found myself saying in the past as well. <laughs> that you like it, it almost feels like you're um you know you're with them, you're along for the ride. Obviously, they're doing yeah, everything, yeah. they're taking all the action and they're going through it. But you get to feel that at the end of it, you get to feel that kind of oh, you fucking did it. That's fucking brilliant. That's yeah. You know, you get to feel that elation, and then yeah, it's awesome. Oh, like messages you like message you oh, I'm, I'm I'm down a stone now I can't believe it I'm feeling amazing duh, 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 duh. and you feel that you, yeah. you feel that positive energy and then that just gets reinforced that yeah I'm doing I'm a force for good and um, in terms of coaching and stuff like that there's plenty of plenty of people out there I mean obviously <laughs> this is the thing like like you sort of reached out to me and you've like been really positive but then at the same time I've had other coaches reach out to me and be quite negative um, and it's it's quite and it's just like well should you really it's, it's kind of a positive thing to be a coach so why would you begrudge anyone else being a coach um, so yeah and to those people I was like well I wouldn't like to have your attitude I, in my head you wouldn't make a good coach if you're like having a go at me for you don't think I'd be a good coach because blah, 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 whatever. Um, but then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got people like yourself, like offering to help out. You've obviously got all this like 15 years of experience. You've been doing it a long time and you're a positive guy and like, uh, and, and you can always learn from other coaches. Um, like I'm, like I'm enjoying your mobility sessions and things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's plenty for everyone. There's 7 billion people in the world. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. and then with, with, with technology, there's, uh, it's not like we're stepping on each other's toes and, and stuff like that, is it? So, oh, you can only have so many people, you can only have so many clients, like, like, what, what do you want, Three, 300 people that you, you can't, you can't sort of dictate your, you can't dedicate your time to 300 people, can you? Like, I'd rather have less and uh, uh, quality over quantity, really, but yeah, some people seem to begrudge other coaches yeah I, yeah I, you're, you're touching on a on a point there that um that is unfortunately a really large presence in the fitness industry like the fitness industry is um is a wonderful place um but it's it's also it can have the potential of um of being a little bit of a negative place like but it's honestly it's it's when there's when there's coaches like yourself and coaches like I I try to be just try to be just try to help anyone whoever messages you know um, I try to help them as much as I can and be totally transparent and that's why this podcast exists as well and I'm really glad that you're on it as well I think it's going to be a really positive message you know it's all the information here the two of us are just putting it all out there and for anyone you know we're not we're not looking to create any leads or anything off this it's just literally here's the information you know and if it helps great if it doesn't and as you said there's there's so many people out there like i mean i think when you're authentic and you're authentic about your content which you are and you just put yourself out there your vibe attracts your tribe and i certainly like my clients they're all nuts 
you know they're all brilliant they're a great bunch of nutters and they've kind of jumped on board of me, with me because because of me not because of coaching but because they 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 know like and trust me just like your clients will know like and trust you so then you can take the the basic science of fat loss and apply it to the highly complex uh, nature of people and then use that trust to help them navigate that science and take them through it and get that awesome fucking result at the end of it, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a case of... For me, it's, it's walking side by side with somebody mm. as opposed to dragging somebody along. Yeah. Like, whereas that's the impression I get from some people. You will eat this. You will eat this at, you will eat this at 11, 11 a.m. Then you'll eat this two hours later. Dun, 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 dun. You can't go one... You can't eat one bit of rice off a plan and it's just like that's not how the majority of people work yeah and I, it's, yeah I, I love what you said at the start of the podcast about getting um getting your ice cream in like you you sought inclusion from the get-go like you started by and that's something huge that if we can like bring it back to the start of the podcast where you're saying look i started like if anyone's listened to this look at the fucking transformation that adam's done right look look at it. <laughs> just look at it and he started that by getting his 10,000 steps and eating ice cream every day and just being held accountable and being consistent. Yeah. You know, that's, I think that's a huge valuable thing to end on, you know, just personally. Um, what about, is there anything, before we finish up, man, is there anything you wanted to, like last bit of value or for, for something, if someone's, let's say, if someone's listening to this and they're struggling to get going, what would you say to them? What would be, how do they start? How do they how do they how do they try to even attempt to think about doing something like what you've done? What would you say? I would if it was if it was me. Um, I mean, in much the same way that I've had friends reach out to me, everybody will have somebody that they know that goes to the gym or is interested in fitness or can point can point them in the right way. Um, like I've had people. Um, I've had people sent in my direction from obviously family members that they put something up on Facebook. Oh, I want to do this, this, and this, and this. One of their friends has said, "Oh, speak to Adam," and then we've we've then had the conversation. And so, yeah, I would just ask for help um, and just not be afraid to ask for that help as well. Um, and ultimately, even if you just start start yourself, I mean, the internet start doing research there's a million youtube videos and and things like that but at the same time like you say with a double-edged thing there's so much information out there and i think that's kind of where a coach is really important because they can kind of cut through the shit to use one of your phrases um <laughs> so um do, do, do you like how i'm getting all your shit in mate you like getting all your phrases in and stuff man it's um, it's 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 fucking brilliant it's <laughs> <laughs> it's. I, I'm. I'm. I wish there was a video here because I'm just sat here, just nodding, just nodding along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we should, we should do that in the future, mate. I'm up for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, just just get started. Just ask ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, you can always be learning. Always learning. Even even as a coach, I'm always learning. I'm always watching videos. You will not know everything. There's new stuff happening, coming out all the time. Um, and I think the another myth that I would dispel is that there's no one way of doing it. 
I mean, there's loads of ways you can skin a cat. There's loads of ways you can skin the fat. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. See what I did there. Yeah, um, that was awesome. I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> cop, cop, copyright 2020. Um, so, uh, but yeah, just, just, just get started. It is literally a case of you don't even need a gym membership. Just walk. Like I had the lockdown, and it was just seven weeks of walking. Uh, another thing I did was um, uh, couch to five k. I did that a couple times a week as well, on top of my steps. Awesome. And uh, just just doing three runs, and then again, just slowly increasing it. Don't use all your aces at once. Slowly, slowly, um, because it is just just gradual. But don't don't be afraid. You'll speak to a friend. Somebody will know somebody else that can point you in the right direction. They'll probably point you in Shane's direction if they're uh, if they're a really good friend. So um, there you go. Man, that's awesome. That's that's huge. This is this is going to be a fucking awesome episode. You know, once we uh, once we wrap it up and oh man, such huge value. Thanks so much for doing this, buddy. Yeah, no worries, mate. I really appreciate spread, your time. Spread, spread the love. That's what I say. This, mm. this is the whole point. It's all about being sort of positive and um and that's that's what I. This is what I say to clients as well. There is no stupid question. I absolutely love this shit. I love it when you text me at 11 o'clock at night. Oh, I haven't eaten this. Da, da, da. Is there something I can eat instead of that? Well, actually, yeah. Da, 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 da. I absolutely love it. Like, if, you, if you've if got a passion for it, I love getting these questions. Like, just love it. And and, and you're, you'll be exactly the same. Well, I can, I can tell you love it as well, just from, like, the, the content you put out and stuff like that. Yeah. Like... That's 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 an awesome thing right there. I mean, we've actually given um like that last question. What would you say to someone who's at that pain point, who's like, oh, I want to, I don't want to be where I am right now, or whatever. And what you've given is just ask for help. Someone knows somebody, and right there, you've just said like getting those messages. I love those messages too, man, and I'll help anyone who messages. So if anyone's listening to this, message Adam or message me. And I'm not going to fucking, you know, we're not going to jump down your throat and go, cool, this is the nah. monthly uh, price, jump on the fucking membership. Nah. We'll just answer your question, man. We'll just, that's just, yeah. we'll be as transparent as possible. I've, I've literally had people message me from America, from Australia, and I've got time for everybody. I will give them, I will point them in the right direction. I will give them a general outline, um, just to get them started. And that's, that's all, that's all we can do, like. Just sign, sign those people because I would want somebody to do that for me. Yeah. Yes. So if I, I put myself in their shoes and be like, there will have been a point that I would have been in exactly that same position. What do I do? So yeah. Um, again, just yeah, drop me a message, drop Shane a message. So um, yeah, I'm, we've, we've always got always always got time. Amazing man. That's. I don't think we can say much more than that. I think we've absolutely. Nail the fucking nail on the head there with a big massive sledgehammer. That was awesome. I can't wait to listen to this back. You're welcome for the gold. We've been dropping nuggets. Oh man, the 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 the, the, uh, the what's it called? Whoa, fucking hell! I can't even I can't even think of the word. The metaphors alone in this yeah. podcast have been fucking epic. So you know, absolute gold dust. Absolute man, <laughs> gold dust. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, well. That was fucking awesome, wasn't it? I think anyone that looks 
at the before and after of Adam's transformation. And we'll just take the most recent one because obviously in the podcast, in the episode tonight or today, we speak about all three of his transformations, three times he's done it. And I mean, the value of any one of them is going to have impact for anyone who wants to achieve one of their own or something of their own. But I think what was so powerful was the first thing he did. Like, if you look at the massive difference between the before and after that's linked to the on the social media or, or wherever you saw this, and if you haven't, if by some, um, if, if, if you received this podcast by link and um, just directly from a friend, then follow that friend and go back and, and see if you can find find us on social media. You can this this is a podcast by Fat Daddy Fitness. You can find us on Instagram and, and Facebook, and you'll see you'll see the the trailers there. And in the trailers, we have a picture. But the fucking difference is immense. Like it's absolutely fucking immense. And the really big thing that if you take away nothing else, take away this. The first thing he fucking did was he started with C25K, couch to 5K, and he didn't even run it, he just fucking walked it. And then he started looking at, okay, I'm gonna bring my steps up to 10,000 steps a day. And now I'm gonna start logging my water and just bringing my food in. And now I'm gonna start training. And then he went from there. And I think that right there, small, little steps, minimum effective dose of activity to elicit the biggest results possible. Not jumping in at the big end, don't fucking put all your fucking cards on the fucking table. Just take your time, one step at a time, slowly, and you'll fucking get there. And ask for help. Accountability, consistency, and ice cream. Fucking awesome. Absolutely fucking awesome. Alright guys, thank you so much for uh, listening to this podcast. If you found this, like the whole idea here, we're not promoting this podcast by any means. It's just going to be... Uh, friends of friends, you know, if someone feels like they know someone who would benefit from this, then it, it'll find its way to you. But um, basically, that's it, guys. It's just going to be squirreling around. So if you know anyone that would benefit from this, then fucking send them the link. Send them a link. And uh, if you have any questions or if you have any um, anything that you want to kind of pass on to us, me here, you know, Shane, Fat Daddy Fitness for the Journey podcast then um, pass it on. I'd love to hear about it. If you uh, if you really appreciate the podcast or if you really didn't like it, either way, give me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Be good, guys, and I'll fucking see you for the next one. Doodly pips.